0: everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast i am will brinson i am the host of this show uh this is our signature show i think we're sort of getting there right it's the pick show joined as always on youtube and on audio if you want to watch on youtube you can do so at youtube.com slash cbs sports click the video button see the green background maybe pete prisco's handsome tan face Pete Prisco and RJ's handsome tan face. Pete Prisco and R.J. White in Fort Lauderdale.
1: How you guys doing? No bragging from you today, but no bragging from anybody this week. Wow, wow, are we bad? bad yeah, very, it's been a rough uh, month.
0: Yeah, uh, three. We'll, we'll get to the standings in a second. I want to point out um that if people want, they can leave five star reviews or any star reviews. We had somebody bash us. Uh, his, 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 his. Like, but be a little more transparent about it. His username on on Apple Podcast. Niners forever 16. Like, I get it. Okay. You didn't like the 49ers talk. So you thrashed his podcast. He said, someone recommended it to me and I couldn't listen to more than a few episodes. Can't well, have been that bad if you made it through a couple episodes. Uh, but there was one, uh, a specific request for the pick show. And this is from, uh, Renovatio J bettings, betting slash picks results Thanksgiving. Will Brinson does it five star of course. Will Brinson does an excellent job hosting eight pod shows a week and manages to make each sound fresh and funny. Very true. Great show and I listen to it every morning. Will, a suggestion for next week for the betting picks show: I have a video YouTube episode showing RJ shopping for the finest meats and cheeses and preparing a Thanksgiving feast for his family and friends with the winning service bets picks. Conversely, show Pete Frisco out panhandling on the side of the road for loose change to scrape together eighty four cents so you he can head over to the Piggly Wiggly to buy one can of cranberry sauce to put some food on the table for whoever shares his room at the degenerate gambler's retirement home. Thank you and keep up the great work.
1: <laughs> I'll buy that cranberry sauce, pour it into a into a, a thing, and stuff the guy's head in it. How about that? <laughs> He does a, I'm not buying the finest meats and cheeses after this last month. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. But I, I can honestly tell you, if you have followed my picks this year on this podcast or on our site, you're going to have a lean Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> a lean Thanksgiving dinner. Although I have turned it around in the last couple of weeks on the site. Well, I well, have. Yeah. No, look, I had the worst week of my career at CBS last week.
0: Like I was shocked you didn't screenshot and send it to me.
1: Like you like, always do to me when I have a bad week. You mean <laughs> every, su- every Sunday I get one of those from Brinson. If it's a, like, I had that one week. What was I like two and whatever? It was like the worst. Like it was two and nine. And I sent Pete a screenshot of his, of his face and then like the, 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 the record
0: and then a gif. It was like, you hate to see it. Um, last week three and four for me. I don't know how I went three and four. I went like three and 12 straight against the spread across the board. Uh, for our CBS picks. I don't know how the hell I went three and four on this podcast, uh, but I did still floating above five hundred. RJ two and four, Pete two and four, a very bad week for us. The parlays, an uh. absolute unmitigated disaster. One and three on the parlay overall, and we also had a money line parlay. Neither of those teams even covered the spread. Jacksonville and Miami got blown out in both of their games. Wasn't close. The Houston Baltimore over, I'll at least say, like that could have hit. It I mean, hit. If, like that throw to DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone where there's no PI. That should have been a touchdown. That over should have hit. And the, the Chicago under was a great call on that one. So we did good on there, but we got, it, we got it. this parlay business is getting
2: ugly, man. Oh, it's to- bad. It's really bad. Um, I mean, you should use this as a cautionary tale, listeners, because we're what, 0 and 11 now on our parlays. The, the lesson is don't play parlays. I mean, just bet straight, you know, put your same unit amounts, usually typically on everything. If there's one really strong play, you know, every few weeks, maybe put a little extra on there, but just don't parlay.
1: I mean, but we're, but we're so due, I say just like put five dimes on our yeah, parlay. It's fun, it's fun to put a,
2: it's fun to put a little bit on it, sprinkle a little on a right? parlay, but that shouldn't be your primary source no. of betting. What do
1: you think, Brent? Since we're due, to tell the whole Audience to put five dimes on our parlay this week
0: i think that's called the gambler's truth right is uh <laughs> you're due you double down and then you'll you'll get twice your earnings back it's not gambler's fallacy it's gambler's uh prophecy right rj no <laughs> yeah
1: rj's right our part but it is oh, due so we, we might part. hit it this
2: week we'll hit them every single week from here on i bet we don't
0: <laughs> you just you just got to get one just kind to of get one 10 team money line underdog parlay and
1: you're fine. Okay. 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 If you got a 10 team money line underdog parlay, you, you wouldn't be working again, probably.
3: That's right.
1: Um, let's get to the picks. We're going to start
0: with the Sunday night game, a fascinating game between two teams, number one and number two in the NFC. The Green Bay Packers heading to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, uh, this line for the, we, and for new listeners, we use the Westgate lines. Um, by the way, shout out to, uh, John Murray who set me up. I can't, I can't do a mobile account, but he hooked me up, John Murray at the Westgate, so I could use it so I could look at the lines, you know, in real time so we can access them so I don't have to look elsewhere. But, uh, he, um, the Packers at the 49ers, 49ers minus three and a half, the over under 47 and a half. This is, this slid a lot towards the over and a lot towards the 49ers relative to the market, uh, in terms of what the Westgate ended up using. And I think you probably like that, Pete, don't you? Especially for your obvious Packers
1: pick. Uh, you you know what? You started all week on this one with me, and I knew you were going there. I saw your comments, oh, you gotta take Rodgers plus the three and a half. Yeah, you do. And I am. Uh, I just, I don't think we've seen the best of the Green Bay Packers yet. And I worry about the 49ers defense in the last couple of weeks. They've been exposed a little bit, and I think Rodgers, We'll go in there and put up some numbers. The one thing that concerns me about the Packers, last time they went to California, they partied it up and lived it up, and their offensive line was dreadful against the Chargers. So it'll be interesting to see if they can block that front. I think they get better at it this week. I think they block them up, and if you block them up, you're gonna have opportunities down the field. I think this is a Rodgers game. And, again, another thing that concerns me a little bit is the f- inability to stop the run and the 49ers run the football. But I think this is Aaron Rodgers in prime time.
2: Yeah, that, he hasn't played good. The offensive line hasn't played that well, so – I mean, I don't know how you could have confidence that they're going to stop the best, probably the best, uh, you know, front four in the game at this point, the way that they've been playing with Bosa and Ford and those guys. Um, did, Ford, for me.
1: Ford's not supposed to be there though this week, right?
2: He's He's to. been practicing. I mean, he was hurt. He was limited. And yeah. that I think he has gotten limited practice on, as yeah. of Thursday. So he might play. Might play. Um, for me, it's totally about San Francisco's health. I would lean to the 49ers the other way at, especially get it at three though, since three is what you can get on the market. But, um, you know, did not practice Wednesday was like Breida, Sanders, Samuel, Kittle, Staley, Gold, like uh, just a bunch of guys with Ford. Um, but if they, the check out well on San Francisco, I'm gonna be on them. I do like the under. Um, I'm not gonna put it as a best bet. Um, I think it's also going against maybe Brinson's best bet. Um, but San Francisco D is top two in a lot of categories. Points per drive, red zone percentage, third down percentage, like all these other metrics. Green Bay's defense, seventh in red zone percentage. I think they can hold them to a few field goals. And this could be a game where San Fran wins, you know, like a 24-20 type game. That, that number seems high to me it went i think it opened like 44 yeah, and a half seems high. Like 47 and a half i'm gonna go against the market here where i think is gonna follow the market on that one
0: yeah i don't i mean i don't love taking it at 47 and a half obviously i mean i would rather you know you'd rather get it at the, the earlier number i think that it was let me see fine i'll tell you what i got it at it was 46 when i got it so you prefer clearly to get 46 to 47 and a half Uh, i still like the over there i think that you're going to see a a lot of points in here both teams move the ball pretty effectively and look i i think the niners are going to smash the packers smash them now look i i I do believe that aaron Rodgers will get his a little bit Uh, but that defense is really good for san francisco and i mean frankly green bay can just be gashed on the ground by anybody who can run i mean they gave up uh, a buck twenty a buck seventy six to the Eagles, a buck twenty two to the Cowboys, um, a buck fifty five to the Raiders, a buck fifty nine to the Chargers, a buck twenty to the Panthers. You can just run on this team. They are bad against the run. They ranked twenty fifth in terms of rush yards allowed. And Kyle Shanahan is, is as creative as it gets. He's going to have a bunch of stuff planned up, even without all the weapons in the passing game. I think with Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, they'll have enough. They'd love to get Breida back. You got the extra four hours to get everybody healthy because you got the the primetime game. If you know, look, if Kittle Kittle being out there would be a big, big plus. I don't think Garoppolo is going to go out and win this game. I just think it's going to be a little bit more similar to that beatdown they put on the Panthers uh, than it, than it will be something else. Although, I mean, obviously Rogers will probably keep it closer for a little bit longer. I don't know that I buy into Garoppolo. As an, a, uh, he's an above average quarterback, I guess, but this run game is elite and the defense is elite. And I think San Francisco is going to roll them. So that's my take over and the 49ers. We will not have a consensus parlay there. I was going to leave room for a counter, but,
1: you know, but well, I mean, we could have a counter. You can counter if you- Aaron Rodgers. There's your counter.
0: <laughs>
2: I do, you know, what it does say you know 2015, does- Pete. I mean, he's not, not playing as well anymore.
1: He's having a he's having a good year, RJ. For his year is is a lot Uh, better than people give him credit for. Yeah, I think it's a little worse than you're giving him credit for. No, look
2: at his numbers. It's not that good. He's in the MVP conversation. No, he's not. Yes, he is. You're crazy on that one.
1: He is. You
0: you know, okay, boomer. Okay,
2: boomer. You know
0: who ranks above him in in MVP the race? Who? Guy in purple.
1: Who? Kirk Cousins. Named by Kirk. First name Kirk. Last name Cousins. Yeah, well, let that play a couple big games out and then we'll see. He might rank
2: higher. He might rank like 0.2% chance when Rodgers has a 0.1%. I mean, neither of them are really. Well, Lamar Jackson's going to win it. Right. Uh, Russell or Dak could still win it. There's a lot of of games
0: left. Uh, I will say that Rodgers has a better chance of winning it than Cousins. I think I would rank Cousins higher. Rodgers has a better chance if they, like, if he went on the, remember the RELAX nuclear torch that he went on? If he did that now. And I don't think they'll do that because that's not how they're built. If the
1: Cowboys lose to the Patriots, Dak has no chance to win this the, the award. None. I just with that. Be, what would they be six and five? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Six, He's not winning the award with the five finished, lot. Eleven and f- eleven and five. They're, they're going to go eleven, 11 f- and five. So you have him running the table if, if they lose to the Patriots this week.
0: I, my argument, my argument for Dak, and I'm not saying that he will win it. My argument for a Dak projection to win MVP, and we can, you know, we can talk about this when we get to the Cowboys. How about that? Um. Do we have the Cowboys? Yeah, we have the Cowboys before you leave. Um so yeah, I got the uh I got the I got the 49ers in the over and you got the Packers. A
1: little showdown on Sunday night. I'm fading you both. I'll take With the, the 49ers in the under. Well, he likes the 49ers too though. Yeah, but I'm fading his he, over, so I'm oh,
2: fading both he, your he, best bets. Yeah. Good.
1: So that means we're going to have some action in here this week. Relax. That's good. We need that. He's we need pretty- some we need some some chance for me to make some moves here. <laughs> I like it.
0: Seahawks at the Eagles, a enormous game with it, a, another enormous NFC, uh, playoff implication game. Eagles minus two over under 48, Pete.
1: Yeah. And this is one I think we're going to differ on as well. I, I like the Eagles. Uh, I, I just, and, and I like the over in this game too. I, I think both ways. I'm not a believer in the Seattle defense and I know they've had some moments where they look good and Clowney's played great. But I'm just I think there's opportunities. I know the Eagles are banged up on offense, but I think it's gonna be one of those games where both tight ends get involved in the middle of the field. They have a lot of success thrown to them. And on the other side of the ball, the Eagles defense is playing better. it's improving and, and the secondary, which was a disaster early in the season, has made uh big strides. So I, I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think I think the Eagles and Wentz are gonna find a way to win it.
2: Yeah the thing uh, the thing going with you there is that that's going against the public because I think the Seahawks are getting 80% of the tickets right now and the public had a huge week last week they were all over you know Patriots and Cowboys you're hitting all these these popular pick so Vegas lost a lot of money and they're going to get it back this week I think so going against these popular picks is smart I would lean to the Seahawks just as in the thing for me is Lane Johnson you know it's his availability if he's not playing they're putting uh, Andre Dillard at right tackle he's not familiar playing on that side I think that's going to be real liability it kind of got exposed against the Patriots who don't have that good of a but pass they threw through. him in there though and that game is different now he would prepare for it be yeah, right. he'll, he'll get a few days right. after playing left yeah. tackle his whole life so in we'll see how that looks. I think Seattle's fresh Lockett looks like he's going to play that's a big thing for them, uh, road teams off a of buy are a good play. I do agree that the Philly secondary is playing a little better, so you need lock it in there. But you throw in two weeks of preparation for Gordon as well; that passing game could be a little more dynamic than we've seen in the past. Um, I think the Seattle offense is going to win out against the F- Philly D. You know, when it comes down to it, I'm not sure that the Philly O line is going to going to shake off the Seattle defensive line. So uh, the schedule change also. This was supposed to be the, th- the Sunday night game, got moved to one o'clock. People are like, "Oh, Seattle playing at one o'clock? Maybe get an edge there." Yeah, they've won nine of their last ten games at one p.m. Eastern, so it's not a big deal um so i think go ahead lean to the seahawks but just because it's a super popular play i'm not going to rj that. public yeah i'm not a public <laughs> on a few things but i'm definitely not on some others we're going to get to in a little bit i was really
0: surprised to uh looking at dvoa i'm sure you spotted this as you were perusing dvoa before the podcast pete but uh the eagles are sixth in dvoa in terms of total defense which was um i i would not have uh i would have expected them to be that high you know Coming into this week, considering how bad they've been in the secondary, do you think that it is more a result of, and I guess this is my concern is like, they got, they got lashed by the Cowboys, right? Um, and other than that, they got lashed by the Vikings and they stopped the Jets. They stopped the Bills. They stopped the Bears and they slowed down a pretty questionable Patriots offense with a washed up quarterback. So I mean, like, what are they really, that was, that was a joke intending to prod up Pete, but like the, of the last four teams they played, I mean, Pretty bad defenses. So I wonder how much of this is actually their defense getting a lot better in the secondary being healthy and being legit versus them playing easier schedules. I like the Seahawks in this spot. Obviously, I wish it wasn't public. As RJ mentioned, there's great uh, trends in terms of the Seahawks playing at 1 o'clock. Russell Wilson knows the importance of this game. He – I mean – I think with Josh Gordon and Tyler Lockett, it, you know, they're going to be able to, and DK Metcalf, they're going to be able to stretch the field and really put some pressure on this defense. And Carson Wentz's, um, as Bill Barnwell noted on Twitter, Carson Wentz's, uh, passer rating drops like 20 points when Lane Johnson is off the field. And you could see it in that Patriots game. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, it you know, was in the concussion protocol. We recorded this on Thursday night. Wasn't, didn't look like he was going to play. And so, uh, without Lane Johnson, I, I really like the Seahawks. It's dropped down to one and a half. I, I, I took the Seahawks at plus three, so I feel much better about that. Desperation
1: though in this league this week. There's a lot of desperate teams and the more desperate team here is definitely the Eagles. There's no question about that. Yeah, they are. They're pretty desperate too. Yeah, but the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. The Eagles are desperate to make the playoffs right here. This is, well, this might be their season right here. Even though they, I know that, but although they'll, they'll only be a game behind the Cowboys so they can still win, but still, desperate desperate
2: you look at schedule watching you know you see Cowboys playing the Patriots Eagles know this is their week to even it up and put pressure on them so you come out strong and you know I I did lean to the Seahawks but if you look at who's aggressive and who's not on fourth downs and who's going to be going for the win got to like the Eagles there you got to like Doug Peterson versus Pete Carroll because Carroll just loves to punt he said it over and over this is what we do in those fourth and short situations as we punt the ball so that's another point to Pete's favor I think everything else leans out to me the the Johnson injury is too much for me
0: just for what it's worth, I mean, if the Seahawks beat them, I and mean, if the Seahawks lose, they're eight and three, and the Eagles are six and five. I mean, they would be chasing them for a wild card spot with a tiebreaker in their pocket. That's—I know that the, that's a big difference, but I mean, the Seahawks have a tough schedule coming in. I don't think you should discount the desperation in Seattle to
2: try and keep up. Like, and then the Rams are coming after them too. They—I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Seahawks are going to roll. You can't be desperate at eight and two, though. I mean, that's just no. You can't be. It's just impossible to make that a point that yeah. nice they try. have any desperate. Nice try, Will. At eight and two.
1: Yeah. Nice try, Will. They might be desperate. focused. They might. They might they say might, they need this. Not win. desperate. They ain't desperate. Not desperate.
0: Hey, you please. You can be desperate whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm. I'm like ten games above five hundred with this podcast picks, and I'm desperate to get some winners this week. You know, not You're not You're <laughs>
1: desperate. Yeah. Right, I'm desperate. Yeah. I'm desperate. He's I'm getting eights. desperate. You're not desperate. Fair enough. Uh, Raiders at the Jets. But you'll go rotten, though. <laughs> Already. Only took two games. Give me, give me the hate. Give me
2: the hate. You're rotten. The,
0: the freaking Oakland Raiders are in the playoff hunt. They're in the AFC West hunt. They're heading to New York, and they're three-point road favorites on the West Coast. The over forty-six and is 46-and-a-half. Pete, this is a smash spot, isn't it?
1: Oh, I, I love the Jets in this spot. I, I think the Raiders coming across country with the Chiefs on tap next week. Uh It's a classic look-ahead game. The Jets have played better. The defense has played well all year, particularly against the run. And I think they're going to play well here. I don't believe in the Raiders coming across and winning this game with the Chiefs on tap next week. Give me Sam Darnold. Give me Adam Gase. give me the streaking New York Jets. I didn't think we we're going to put this as our first leg of our parlay because I
2: didn't put them in as a best bets, but I do kind of like the Jets here. Uh, the Jets offense appears to be getting on track 34 points in consecutive games. Four straight Oakland games finished with 50 plus points. So I do like the over as well. I think that it could be a game with that Jets offense is hitting on all cylinders like it looks like it is. They're going to push that game over. Um, Carr playing well. I don't think he'll have any problems moving the ball through the air, but you know, Raiders on the road. They, they don't, I don't think they played as well as the final score indicates in the last few games. They should have beaten the, the Bengals by a lot more. Their last three were at home. Big energy last season in Oakland. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they should have been playing better and they could go into, into the East Rutherford and lose this game. Uh, Oakland's D ranks 29th in DVOA, 29th in points per drive, 31st in red zone defense. So there is going to be opportunities there for the Jets to go down and score touchdowns and not settle for field goals. So do you think the Jets win this game? Either way, it's going over the total of forty six and a half.
0: The, um, number of tweets and, uh, like Facebook comments and iTunes comments that I've gotten over the past week with people who are Raiders fans saying they unsubscribe from this podcast because we don't give the Raiders respect. It's been hilarious. Like I've written or like people who read stuff I wrote, I've written nonstop that John Gruden deserves to be in the running for coach of the year. And I've said a- it
1: nine billion times on, on, on the air, on our air. Yes, he's done a great job. <laughs>
0: Like, what do you, what do you want us to do? Say that the Raiders are Super Bowl favorites? They have a negative point differential. They're six and four with a negative 21 point differential. They are, they are overachieving. Somebody, somebody got mad we called them an overachieving team. They're overachieving. They had a six and a half win total and they're at six already. It's great. You want to be an overachiever. You don't want to be an underachiever like the schlobs on. You know, you know what Super- that is,
1: Willie boy? That's probably always uh, directed at me since I always say back in the day, commitment to excrement and they never forget. <laughs> they never right. forget.
0: There's a, they had, there's a, they, they had the fourth. in the car family is the problem.
1: They had the fourth overall pick in the last
2: draft, and you know they're not like they're not nine and one. I mean, it's not quit acting like you're the Super Bowl favorites right. at this point. They've like, done a good job you're, doing, hey. you're playing well. Nobody thinks that you're a trash team anymore, like we did coming into the season. We're giving you the respect you deserve, but still a long way to go. And
1: Mayak had a hell of a draft. I mean, just mm. look at it all across the board. And, Max and,
2: Crosby had like yeah. what, four sacks.
1: Yeah, four week? and a half. Wow. And he's good. He plays hard all the time. They have a lot of good young talent on that team, but they're not winning this week against the Jets. Nope. I, I think
0: this is gonna. It sounds insane too, but I think it's a look ahead spot too for the Raiders.
1: That's what I said earlier.
0: They're playing the Chiefs next week. Yeah. I mean, like, who thinks, it, I mean, yeah, right. Exactly. To echo Pete's sentiments, it's a look at spot. I don't listen. To that, that,
1: that clearly means that you don't listen when I'm talking, which I, uh, what, what's, the, what, what are you doing when I'm talking? What are he, you doing? You can tell because he has a winning record. So he doesn't listen to <laughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't us. listen to us. <laughs> That's pretty good. Or you.
0: <laughs> look, I, watched that, I watched that whole Bengals Raiders game. Cause I mean, I mean, not like, I'm sure a lot of people did, but that, like they didn't play very well. They,
1: no, you,
0: you put Brian Finley wasn't very good. And the Bengals are a terrible team, but like, uh, about 20 other NFL teams would have beaten them in Oakland that day. Uh, and it was like an emotional win. I don't, I think, I think they're going to, you know, they played well in, in London against the Bears. They got a leg up because they had the travel thing, but they lost their last two games. They last, they lost, uh, three of the last four games on the road. I just, I think this is a bad spot for them. And I think that the Jets get right. Uh, so I will,
2: are we putting this in the parlay? Yeah. Put in the parlay. Put in the parlay. Money line or Jets plus three? Money line. Al- alternate spread. Jets yeah. minus seven and a half. Sure. I think-
1: <laughs> oh, look at you. You're going big. Might as well. Huh? If you're going to go, you're going to go big. That's right. If you're going to go down, go down in flames, right? Uh, uh we've right. gone down in flames with these parlays.
0: We We're torched. Have. Um, Lions at the Redskins. More road chalk. More bad team road chalk. Lions minus three and a half at the Redskins over under is forty one and a half. Pete, did dare you? What, did you see what the thing. tickets
1: are going for to this game? Fifty eight cents? bucks, eight bucks, seven bucks, six bucks. bucks, all over pay, the place. I would There's pay good, eight bucks to sit in that crap hole and watch. These yeah, but you two know two what? Do. It's good for. And I said this just before we did a show on on HQ. Is it's good for people who can't normally afford to go mm-hmm. to a game? You can bring a family it's of an five. Experience, yeah, right. The problem is, you bring the family of five, and dare they want a hot dog <laughs> and a couple of sodas, and there goes your whole budget out the window. But it's a also, good opportunity to bring. Also, the
0: fan the fan experience at FedEx Stadium sucks.
1: That place is a tr- dump. Wow, going all in on the Redskins.
0: I mean, it's a dump. It's a Mr. Brinson,
1: fat. Mr. Brinson, Dan Snyder, and Bruce Allen on the line for you right now.
0: That's yeah. if That's what. Dan Snyder calling me. Then, then
1: their fans are going
2: to be writing like bad reviews and emailing. Oh wait, never mind. They they all they don't agree. have any fans anymore. They don't, they're going to go. There's we going to be nobody at. The there's is. going to
1: be nobody at this game. Right. Very limited crowd. The Lions are the better team. I'm going to lay the three and a half. I don't believe Dwayne Haskins has made strides yet. He might down the road, but not yet. Uh Driscoll actually looked pretty good last week. Ran around a little bit. Made some plays. I'll take the Lions minus the three-and-a-half. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'll take the Lions minus the three-and-a-half.
2: Washington is terrible. They lost three straight by 10-plus. It would be four if not for the Monsoon Bowl, where they only lost by nine to the 49ers. Jeff Driscoll is not going to have two good games in a row. It's Jeff Driscoll. He's on the road. The Lions are a a three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Best bet Redskins plus three and a half. You have to take the Redskins in this spot. Detroit defense has given up 440 yards in four of their six games since the buy their 30th and third down percentage, 28th and red zone percentage since he's running the ball. Well, at this point, they can run the ball on Detroit. They can pick up first downs. They can get points. Um, uh, not since the, I'm sorry, Redskins. Flowers concussion, not practicing. Tracy Walker knee, not practicing. Um, Washington's been so bad that they become a value on the market the line. Should be one and a half or two. So I think we're getting value here. I don't think Dan, Wayne Hassan's is going to come out and light up the, the spot in this game, but you know, Bill Callahan wants to run the ball. He'll be, like I said, he'll be able to do it against this bad defense. Pick up some touchdowns. You know, Washington will be ahead at halftime and then they'll close it out. If the Lions win this game, it'll be by three. I don't trust Jeff Driscoll. Give me the Redskins.
0: I would take the Lions as a lean. It's just, it feels like a trap spot though, because it's so obvious to fade the Redskins. I mean, but I, I thought this last week, like you thought, all right, the Jets are going to come into town. The Redskins were favored in that game. It's like, ah, the Jets are terrible. They lit them up. That wasn't close. Bill Callahan has no recourse if his team gets down and Jeff Driscoll did play well against the Cowboys. Um, I just can't, I can't trust the Redskins. They're terrible. I kind of like. The idea of uh, old Bo Scarborough running for two hundred yards.
1: Bo. Bo looked good last week. Yeah, in limited action, but he looked good. What do you have? I 13? mean, if
0: they get, if they get lead, if they get lead, he's going to see thirty carries. <laughs> he's just running downhill against Washington's defense.
1: But I just, I, I'm not. But I just think Haskins will turn the ball over a couple times and turn it into points. The defense isn't good, though. I mean, no, I know, not, but he's not good. They're either.
2: not going to get pass rush, and I'm not. And and by the way,
1: this isn't an indictment of him going forward. It's just right now he's not very good. Right, is not. He
2: re- isn't, yeah, nothing around him uh Terry McLaurin can can hit a big player too cuz they can't cover anyone in the defense.
1: I mean Is it is, so the Redskins are one of your best bets? Yeah. Wow. So we're on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. I like it.
0: A lot of fire going
1: on. Detroit's yeah, a team? very Detroit's
2: a very public team too. So that's that one, that's like. one of the public teams I'm not on. You know, I'm going to take Washington in that game.
1: So I'm PD public well, on that one.
0: Ooh, eighty-three per the Action Network. Eighty-three percent of the tickets, eighty percent of the bets, but the line is going from Lions minus one and a half to Lions minus three and a half. So it's hard to like everybody's on the Lions, but it's not like everybody's on the Lions. Everybody's fading the Redskins.
2: And everybody was on their the Redskins last week, fading the Jets. Right. And we see how that worked out.
0: Uh, no, I th- were they? I don't know. I don't yeah, it know was like,
2: it were. was like one, it went up to two and a half, you know, at some yeah. point. And it was like, who's betting Washington in this spot, you know, <laughs> and who trusts them? And this is the time you bet Washington, you know, home you- underdogs against a bad team. Did you have the Jets as the best bet? Yes. RJ? Yeah. That
0: was, it was, I loved the Jets and then I was like, I oh, had the this Jets is- too,
1: I think fair. last week. That might have been one of my only winners.
0: What a clown I am for picking the Redskins in my picks full. Yeah, Jaguars we would, have
2: had the, would have had them in the parlay if not for Brinson. That's right. He dragged us down. Still would, would have lost been. the parlay. Still
1: would have would lost have. the parlay, but we would have been two and four in the parlay instead <laughs> of
2: one and
3: four. Um,
0: Jaguars at Titans. Titans minus three over under 41. Pete, you like a real shootout in this game, don't you?
1: No, I like the under. I think this is going to be two teams that uh, run the ball. Jacksonville went back to the roots this week in practice. They actually hit and they're going to run the ball. And you heard Jug Marone came out and say, look, we have to get the ball. It's my fault we didn't get the ball to Fournette. He only had eight carries. He was, And he had a 10-yard run to open the game. Think about that. And I think they get back to that this week. And on the other side, Jacksonville gave up over 200 yards the last two weeks. We know what the Titans are going to do. They're going to pound Derrick Henry. Now, the last time they played him, they limited him to 44 yards. This Jacksonville defense isn't good enough. unless they have the want to. And last week against the Colts, they they didn't have the want to. I'm not sure they're going to have it here. Give me... And under in this game,
2: 480 rush yards allowed in the last two games is, is the exact criminal. number. That is, you know, terrible. They, they, the defense showed they had no interest in defending the run. You said Henrys has torn them up. Tennessee has a very, very, uh, a good record, you know, last few years against Jaguars. So I would lean to the Titans here. Uh, Tennessee's coming off a massive rush game themselves. Uh, they're probably going to do the same thing this week. It worked, you know, go ahead and do it. It helped them beat the Titan, uh, the the Chiefs. Um, Jacksonville, though, generally has success when the run game gets going. So they should go back to it. I think they were just happy to have Foles back and wanted to throw it around a little bit with him. Um, but Tennessee's D is fourth in rush D per DVOA, so I would lean to the Titans there. Uh, I think you have the Titans on, on our website as
1: well. So yeah. if Brinson likes the Titans too, maybe that goes in the parlay. Yeah.
2: I, don't, I don't think anybody has it as a best bet. But
1: Remember last time they were in Nashville, they quit on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And they, Remember, he went 99 yards and they mm. were bouncing off him. They quit. They Guys have people in that Four building. touchdowns admitted. in that game? Yeah, they admitted he quit. Do you think they've quit now? No, not yet. He put him in pads this week. That's usually a sign, look, you're going to be in pads next week unless you go out and tackle somebody. So I think they get back in, in there and play better. Uh, but, again, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Do you want to do the parlay with the under, RJ? Is that well, we like Tennessee. Do you like Tennessee, Will? Yeah, I do like Tennessee. Okay, yeah. we'll put Tennessee in the parlay. Do you like the under? Uh, Yeah, but I don't want to do a parlay with the under in Tennessee. Okay, so we'll just put Tennessee in the parlay then. Okay, All right. So, we'll add
0: Tennessee to the parlay with the Jets. That's Tennessee minus three, correct? Yes.
1: Yes. Don't want. By the way, one half. of the worst contracts right now, given bef- this season before the season, is Miles Jack, and I I like the kid a lot, but they gave him a boatload of money, and he hasn't come close to playing to that level. Mm-hmm. Not close.
2: If you do like Tennessee, too, get it now because I see a lot of three minus one twenties and some three, go up three and a halfs are yeah. pop popping around out there. So, I, if you like the Jaguars, wait and get a three and a half. But if you like Tennessee, it's now the time to jump on it.
0: Yeah, I just looked at it. It is minus 120. I would assume that it moves up. Uh, the over under is actually 42 now, but looks like it's going to be heading down, um, out on the market, if you will. Steelers minus six and a half at the Bengals over under 39. What a game this is. What a glorious game. Mason Rudolph, Ryan Finley, AFC North, title implications on the line. Pete, where
1: are you going with this? Is this we're not going to see a lot of scoring in this game either I don't think nope. no I don't think so I think this is this is Mason Rudolph is a bad quarterback they have problems at running back the defense is very good and on the other side the Bengals defense was better last week. They, they showed up. They they showed some things to me. They, they're they going to try and run the ball with Mixon. This is definitely an under game for me. I, I will be shocked if they get close to this total.
2: Reason I, I messed up and said Bengals and I was talking about Redskins is because, you know, they want to run the ball now too and they're a terrible team. And I have the best bet as a Bengals as well. And I best bet on the under. Love both those spots in this game. I don't see how a bad Pittsburgh team can lay so many points on the road even against Cincinnati. And you say, okay, Cincinnati's 0 and 10, you know, that's why it's spot. You should be looking to Play zero and ten teams at this point because you get this late in the season, you're going to see value because the market just does not want to play any any of these teams. There's no excuse for Steelers to be. Favored by this much, that offense has been terrible with Rudolph, despite playing mostly home games. You know, in the last several weeks, uh, they'll likely be missing Juju and Connor. Pouncy suspended. I don't know how they're going to move the ball. Looks um, like you said, since C D is playing better. Wasn't terrible versus Oakland. Show up in the red zone, fifth best touchdown rate in the red zone. Pittsburgh's coming off that brawl game, dealing with fines, suspensions, appeals, distracted. Now they got to deal with these. And who do they play next These Rudolph week? accusations. You know that that came out of the Garrett appeal. Right now, who and they play then next? they got to play the Browns again next yeah. week. So. They're definitely not focused. This is a game they, they know they should win. It's the 0 and 10 Bengals. They're going to get caught off guard since he's desperate for a win. Nobody wants to go winless until you get that win. You know, you're going all out every game, you know, throw the kitchen sink in. I'm probably the biggest game of the year for Bengals under 39 hits, Bengals plus six and a half hits. Both of them are best bets.
0: I'm with you 100%. I mean, this Bengals team went to Oakland and tried hard. They gave it maximum effort, and that's all you can ask. And I think if they go and give a maximum effort against the Steelers, a team that embarrassed them on national football and really was like the worst game of Zach Taylor's career so far, because Andy Dalton's like lugging around and being lazy. And I think (laughs) it's stupid, but did somebody already say it's a look ahead game for the Steelers? I don't know how a five and five team uh, has a look ahead line, but like they got they they got revenge on their mind against the Browns. So I think that. uh, yeah, you know, I like the, I like the Steelers in the under. I like the Bengals in the under here. I already bet the Bengals at plus seven, and uh, I bet the under at thirty nine and a half. I'm not. Down.
1: We can't put the Bengals in the in the because I don't like them. I like I would lean to the Steelers. I don't, the don't under, love them, but yeah. we're putting the under in. definitely the under. Yeah. The plus, under's in. If you plus, do like the Bengals, be like Brinson
2: because you should be able to get seven. I think six and a half is minus one twenty out in the market. There might be some would, sevens out there, so get get seven if you like the Bengals. I wouldn't take them minus seven, plus six
0: and a half. I'd want the seven. Um, let's go ahead and put the under. I see 38 and a half and it's dropping.
1: Like this game could yeah. be 10, 16, 10, 16, 13, 20. No, for me, it'd be three 17, two. 10. Three to two. Three two. Home run to how, left, Home run to left field.
0: Yeah. I don't know how, sorry. Right, I don't know how they get to 40 points in this one. Uh, so we have the Jets, the Titans and the, God, I like this is a nasty, ugly,
2: blue collar parlay we're putting mm. together. I like per- it. perfect for the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Yeah, per- yeah. perfect one.
1: Leftovers. This is like, you know, turgic- what? you know what? People will play this this week and then they can go spend the money on Black Friday. Right. Ooh, there you That's go. A-
0: right. Needs some Christmas presents, baby. Um, got a new disposal for Christmas. Mm.
1: you your what?
0: New, garbage disposal. Ours is on the fritz. So I
1: got to get. You know, so you're getting sp- a new garbage disposal for Christmas. Just go buy the damn thing. Nobody needs a garbage disposal for Christmas. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a we'll get it before Christmas Hey honey I just got you new garbage cans For the garage Are you excited about my Christmas present <laughs> Woo Hey If I'm being honest I think it's trash <laughs> My gosh <laughs> Brinson What kind of Christmas do you have in the Brinson
0: household Well I, I like to put I like to get earring boxes and put like um Little like fake like Little tiny gift cards in them So she, you, know, you think it's earrings but it's not It's actually a Amazon gift card Goes over very well.
1: Diabolical. He really is.
0: He's he's not a <laughs> he's a mean man. Cowboys at the Patriots. We mentioned this one. Patriots minus six and a half over under forty five. I it, look. I'm just gonna to dive back onto my Dak Prescott MVP theory here, and I agree that if he loses to the Patriots in New England, which is likely to happen because the Patriots win a lot of games in New England, it will be very tough to win. But the next five games for the Cowboys are probably going to be in primetime or I, they're going to be in primetime or like, like heavily publicized games. So you have at the Patriots on Fox, which is the, going to be the, um, the the Fox game of the week or whatever, Troy and Joe. Then National you have the game at four o'clock, right? National yeah, coverage,
2: the, four o'clock. Everybody's watching.
0: Yeah, everybody. It's, I mean, it's Patriots, Cowboys. It's going to do banana ratings, bananas ratings. Um, then they have the Bills on CBS on Thanksgiving, 4.30 p.m. Lost. Tune in for that one. A win that's a big win. <laughs> um, and then you have the Bears on Thursday night in Week 14, the Rams in Week 15 at 4:25. That's the national afternoon game on Fox with Joe and Troy, I would think. And then in Week 16, they're at the Eagles, and I would bet you any amount of money that that game gets flexed into Sunday Night Football. So the next five weeks, Dak Prescott, who's playing out of his mind right now, he's on, on pace for like 5,000 passing yards. He's got some interceptions there, but he's been job by his receivers. Uh, You know, he's putting up huge numbers. Numbers, captaining the Cowboys to first place in the division, if they had a couple more wins, he'd be right there in the mix. And I think if you can rip off a five-game stretch here where they win five, four or five games, then he can vault himself right up there with Lamar and Russell. Now, granted, I think those guys probably have to have a falter once or twice, but it could happen. Maybe at Seattle, maybe at uh, at LA. Uh, and I think, I think, I think the Cowboys go into New England and win this game.
1: Win it. Win it. Yeah, I don't see that happening. You're going against, you're not going against the Patriots at home. You're just not. It's a, I'm not.
2: It's, it, it's going to be 24 to 3 Patriots. He's going to look at Jason Garrett clapping on the
1: sidelines. He's going to say, What did I do taking the Cowboys in this game? Of course he will. Of course. It, look, Sunu being out will, bothers me a little bit. He's got the high ankle sprain. They'll figure out a way to win this game. And the Cowboys are playing back to back road games. They weren't impressive last week against the Lions. Uh, I, I think this is New England and the line is begging you to take the Cowboys. Is the public on the Cowboys in this game? Uh,
2: n- uh the public, it's not like a, a, a heavily weighted one, but they are favoring the Patriots. Yeah. Which is not as much as usual. Yeah. Last week, 80% of people are on Patriots. Yeah. This week, I think it's around
1: 62, 63, something around that. I, I like the Patriots minus the points. It looks fishy to me, really fishy. Six and a half, big number, but history says you gotta lay that number. I love the
2: Patriots. Best bet. I mean, Bill Belichick versus Jason Garrett, like, on a neutral. Just give me seven points and then we'll go from there. And now it's in New England. It's in Foxborough. I mean, how, how do you, how do you quantify that matchup any different than that? Uh, New England's vulnerable against the run, but Dallas has had trouble running the ball the last two weeks. He hasn't looked great. The offensive line doesn't look great. They've had to rely on Dak throwing the ball. He's gotten it done because he's an MVP candidate. He's not going to get it done against this New England defense. That's, you know, been playing one of the best in the league. They've allowed two second half touchdowns all year. One to Buffalo, one to Baltimore. Even that Baltimore game where they rolled them, like New England only gave up one second half touchdown. Down to the offense, so they are still playing well. Offenses look pretty mediocre for New England, but still twelfth in DVOA. Dallas is twentieth on defense in DVOA. New England can find ways to win that matchup. Again, they're going against the Cowboys, and Jason Garrett is the head coach. So, minus six and a half might be begging you to take the Cowboys. I'm all over the Patriots in this best bet for me.
0: I got the Cowboys, but it's not a best bet. I think, uh, I, and I want plus seven too if I'm going to take it, just because that's a pretty. Key By the one.
1: way, I forgot to put in one of my best bets in the in, in the Eagles game. I like the over in the Eagles game too. That was one of them uh, too.
0: I think we got it. Um, in fact, why don't we throw up the list and see if it made it?
1: Let's and see if, if it I, made it. Let's see if it made if it.
0: Make it. it. Just pretend like it made it, and they'll add it in later. It, it is. They made list. it. There you go. Walk us through your best bets.
1: Alright, I got the Jets plus three. They win the game outright. I got the Eagles minus the two. I'm, uh, I'm fading the public on that one and, and RJ public over here. I got Seattle Philly over 48. I got Green Bay plus the three and a half against the 49ers. I got the Jaguars Titans under, which we all love in the parlay. And I have the Lions minus the three and a half against the Redskins. I see. A perfect slate there. Definitely I see, not. I see perfect. Perfection. I see. It's my week. Three and three. It's my week. It's 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 close to Thanksgiving. I'm such a giving, loving guy that the the, the big man above is going to give me six and oh this week.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I've heard of all this talk
1: about the leaves turning brown. And it hasn't helped yet. You no, know, but this is a different week. This is nice guy week. You, you know, you, you, loving, caring man. I, I Thanksgiving. Love all the, I love all the picks that you're it's not on the opposite side of me of. Prince I'm is swearing. laughing when I say well, that.
0: Frost, I'll be the boss, or something like that. Please <laughs> uh,
1: look. I put the whammy on you last week, didn't I? I said you're gonna have a bad week, and you had an awful week on our CBS picks, our expert picks, and you had a not so good week here. So I'm doing it again, Brinson. You're gonna have an awful week this week.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Production team, please gift that. Get my production. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: all right, we're gonna get people out of here. He's got to go do Sportsline. I'll be joining you on Sportsline at like 6:35. Um, you can't watch that live, but you can't watch it every night, 6 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ. You can also join Sportsline.com, and if you sign up and use promo code White, you will get all of RJ's picks for the Super Contest for one dollar for the first month. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Pete, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, guys. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field.
4: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: All right. Welcome back. The departed Pete Prisco has left us forever, RJ. Or at least till next week. Thanksgiving's next week. We're going to record early. Audio version only. If you watch this on YouTube, no YouTube next week because of scheduling issues. So download the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Let's get to a game I'm thankful for, RJ. Dolphins at Browns. What a yeah. glorious gift from the football gods. Dolphins. This, this game stinks. Um, Browns minus 10 and a half. The over under is 44 and a half. Uh, before you explain your thoughts on it, I'm going to go point out that my best bet in this game is the over. That seems contradictory to two terrible football teams. But Rashad Jones, uh, McLean both put on. IR by the Dolphins this week. Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. Upheld, he won't be playing. Larry Ogunjobi suspended for this game. So the Browns' defense is going to be much worse without their pass rush. Uh, I believe that you will see the Browns get Odell Beckham going into this game. I think they'll get a lead. I think Nick Chubb will rip off one long touchdown run. I think they can get to 30-plus themselves. And then I just need that cover backdoor cover zombie Ryan Fitzpatrick to put up 10 to 17 points and we're going to get there easily what what do you think
2: yeah i don't mind going with the over um you know i'm Probably staying away from this game completely. I don't see how you can take the Browns at minus ten and a half with the distraction angle that we talked about with the the Steelers. I think that applies here, especially as huge favorites. I don't think you want to take them. I don't know that we we know that the Browns are a good team, so you can't lay double digits with a with a team that might be bad. Uh, don't love either side though, because Dolphins don't have the running game to take advantage of Cleveland's weakness. We saw Kalen Balaj just averaging like what one point something yards per carry or just some some insanely bad number. Um, Miami's yep. defensive improvements disappeared last week. One of the reasons I had them as a best bet is because. Their defense looked like it was playing better, and then it all fell apart against Buffalo, who we know is not a uh, a offense that runs over people a lot. Can they can they stop Nick Chubb? I doubt it. You know, Uh, really just taking the points here because Cleveland's not that good. Fitz can get that backdoor cover, like you were saying. So my lean would be to the Dolphins if I had to pick the game, but I'm probably staying away. Total probably leaning with you to the over, but probably staying away.
0: Okay, over is one of my best bets. I actually like the Browns. Seems like a bad idea. Are the um? I need to see. Are the Browns the public team this week? They probably are, right? But no. Ooh, the Dolphins are getting all the tickets and all the action. Yeah, and the Lions go to Cleveland. Please give me the Browns. Uh, not as the best bet, but I like the Browns in the spot. I would I would wager on the Browns personally. Giants at Bears. Bears minus six. Chicago Bears. Mr. Trubisky favored by six points. What a world we live in. The over under is 40. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't again, don't know how you can take either of these teams. If I had to lean, give me the points. Two bad teams, just take the points, especially when it's a lot of points. Um, I like the Giants are on the road off a of bye. I keep bringing that up. It's a good trend since 2011. I think Barkley can do some damage if he can get a little bit of run blocking help. Uh, that run blocking has been terrible for the Giants, and it might be able to because Bears team has been shaky against the run with Hicks out. They they have had their spots where they look pretty bad. Um, the Giants team just might be bad enough to make Trubisky look like an NFL quarterback. So that's why I don't like the Giants as much as I probably should. Chicago gets ahead early. Daniel Jones has to survive the chicago pass rush i think good night bears probably cover this game so if you if you're a fan of live betting you know keep an eye on the live wagering because once bears go up seven you know you can just lay whatever you want because i don't know if giants are coming back in that spot gonna be a stay away from me i can see scenarios where chicago blows you know the giants out like i just said i can see scenarios where the giants win outright you know coming off a bye um so yeah just stay away from this
0: okay um i would probably lean under here i guess uh, I liked the Bears initially, but then I was like, what am I doing? I can't take the Bears minus six. That's the team I would take if I was, if I was putting down a wager on this game. Um, but I, again, I, I think you're probably right. This is a, uh, stay away, a stay away game that you don't want to bet on because it's two terrible teams. And we don't really know exactly what, um, is going to happen. Like we could be Chase Daniel, could be Mitch Trubisky. Who knows? I mean, Trubisky's been fine in practice. Surprise, surprise, but you, you really don't know. Bucks at Falcons. Falcons minus four and a half. Over, under 51 and a half. I love, love, love this. Over, Uh maybe, is that is it too obvious to take the over in this spot? I just think the, and if Matt Ryan's hurt, that changes everything, obviously. But you have Tampa Bay, which is a pass funnel. We've been talking about that all year long. Everybody's been talking about it. Everybody knows you can throw on Tampa. You can't run on them. Falcons running backs are banged up. They're going to throw. It's going to be Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Top owned guys in DFS. Uh, should put up huge numbers regardless. Sure, Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, completely copped out and made Matt Ryan the start of the week and is trying to take credit for that. If he has a good game, I mean, some of us would question his integrity. Some of us would question, uh, more things, you know, but I, uh, you know, that's not me. That's other people. Um, James Winston, even against the uh, Falcons defense has played well the last two weeks. They're going to put up points too. I don't see how this game goes under. There's no weather to deal with. It's in Atlanta. Explain to me the scenario where there's less than 55 points in this game.
2: I would never question Jamie Eisenberg's integrity. I just want that on the record. The scenario is that the Falcons defense has been playing lights out the last two weeks against two teams that are better than the Bucks. Uh, the defensive turnaround's been pretty phenomenal. I mean, but we can't ignore the first nine weeks, so I can see why you'd like to go to the over here. Bucks have co- have hit nine, nine straight overs. I think eight or nine straight overs. Probably eight. Um, Jameis can't help but throw picks. But Tampa still scores a ton of points, you know, and you can throw on Atlanta, so I can see it edging over. Uh, Tampa Bay's on a o 0-6 against the, the spread streak. I think I gotta play the value here though. I think this line should be three. If I'm gonna go with a lean, I'll probably go Bucks plus four and a half. It feels like we've over, over adjusted for the Falcons who have shown up the last two weeks. Now we went a little bit too far the other way. So this seems to me like Falcons win by three or four. Um, I would probably lean to the Bucks, but again, stay away. Not, not that much value either side.
0: Okay. Uh, Panthers at the Saints, Saints minus nine and a half, another scorching. By the way, I kind of like the Bucks getting the four and a half. I think just feel like everyone's the last two weeks, everybody's gonna be on the Falcons. So I right. would go Bucks here in a in a divisional game where anybody
2: and anybody that's bet the Bucs has lost their money. Like I said, they've lost their last six against spread, so nobody wants to take the Bucs now.
0: I bet the tickets are out of what are they? Let's see. Oh yeah. 76% of the tickets on the Falcons. 30, but uh just sixty one percent of the money. That's actually one of the two or three biggest discrepancies. The biggest one?
3: The Raiders. Don't tell anybody.
0: Raiders are winning. The Raiders are losing. You know, people are uh, listening,
2: right? I don't know why I'm whispering when we told people earlier. Yeah, and people are listening to this. It's a podcast, so I don't know how you yeah. – Don't so tell anybody. Maybe
0: – you're right. You're right. Maybe that's not a great plan to not tell anybody on the podcast. They know. <laughs> Panthers at Saints. Saints minus nine and a half, over under 47. I got nothing here. I would take the points, but I would be petrified about doing it, and my only logic is – the Panthers have covered recently as a big dog in New Orleans under Ron Rivera.
2: Yeah, this line would have looked crazy a few weeks ago. You know, Carolina seemed like playoff contenders. You know, you would have never dreamed they'd be almost 10 points. Probably is going to get up to 10 points at some point. Uh, underdog to the Saints. They've fallen apart defensively after a solid opening month. The run D in, is bad in particular. Saints, I think, come out and run the ball and, and play well on defense. Carolina needs to play from ahead. They can't trust Kyle Allen to go toe-for-toe toe with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and all those guys. Uh, New Orleans ranks ninth in offensive DVOA fifth in a defensive DVOA. Def- the defense has been a better unit for New Orleans than the offense has, and that's a problem, you know, if Carolina is trying to come back. I think New Orleans can extend the lead in the second half if they have it at halftime by running on a bad Carolina rush D. I don't think the back door is going to be open for Kyle Allen cuz that Saints defense is pretty good. So, looking at the halftime line, I'm probably if the Saints are ahead, I'm probably betting whatever the line is on the second half for the Saints.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at it like that Cardinals game where Arizona just could not storm through the back, like could not storm through the back door, no matter how hard they tried or how not hard they tried. And I am a little, I, I would say I wouldn't touch this one. I would take the points with Carolina only because it's the NFL and crazy things can happen. And that's a lot of points for a team that, you know, not too long ago was considered, uh, you know, a team that, a team that might make the playoffs. And so, um, You
2: know, I I might lean the under. What do you think about the under in that game? Uh, I don't know. Drew Brees back. Michael Thomas is hard for me to take unders in Saints games right now, even though their defense is playing well. Um, and that Carolina defense hasn't played well. So it could be a, a case where it's a New Orleans blowout and they still, you know, basically cover the over themselves. Okay. Broncos at the Bills.
0: Boy, really great slate of games we got going here. Um, actually minus- is though. I
2: mean, you got five like ec- excellent matchups and the, the fallout of that is because of those five matchups, all the bad teams are playing each other. So you just got to slog through the rest of the games. But the best part is, is that the
0: five excellent matchups are all like split out across like Thursday night's game was very good or the matchup was very good. Um You have the Seahawks and Eagles early on Sunday. You have the Cowboys and Patriots late on Sunday, Sunday night, Rams, I mean, uh, pa- Packers, uh, 49ers, and then Monday night, Rams, uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Rams and Ravens. What is, what is wrong with me? Yeah. So the rest of them suck, but that's like, you're going to get one good football game in each of the windows, which is perfectly fine with me. Uh, Bills, Bills, Broncos. My son is screaming again. Somebody shut, somebody get that kid off the escalator. Broncos at Bills. Nobody gets that reference. Broncos at Bills, Bills minus four, over under 37 and
2: a half. You're not going to do it. Don't do I'm gonna it. do it, don't do it don't I'm gonna do, it. do it best do bet it. bills minus four matchup looks like it favors Denver. They should be able to run on the Buffalo defense. Uh, I worry about Buffalo having to go play Dallas on Thursday and Thanksgiving. But I worry about Denver coming off a brutal loss that ended their outside playoff hopes. Well, Jason Lockinfor reported on contention Fangio has with the rest of the staff. Uh that's you know, a game a loss like they just suffered against the Viking isn't gonna make that any better. As competitive as they've looked, Brandon Allen's completing less than fifty percent of his passes. Um they're really you know, focused on getting those big strikes, and that's what carries their offense. Um and Buffalo, solid defense, you know, they're they're worse against the run than the pass. Um so I think they can limit those big strikes. Could come down to Buffalo the red zone. Buffalo offense ranks third in touchdown percentage in the red zone. Denver's defense ranks second. So once Buffalo gets there, which of those two excellent units is going to win out? Uh, I think it's going to be the Bills. Um, Power ratings at Buffalo is four points better than the the Broncos with Brandon Allen to me. Uh, So I think in this line, we're getting home field advantage for free. And you know the Bills mafia is going to show up for this game. I think this line should be six and a half or seven. Love the Bills in the spot.
0: Does it concern you at all that the Bills have beaten no one? The Jets? The Dolphins twice, the Redskins, the Bengals, the Giants, and the Titans. Those are terrible football teams.
2: I have a uh, breaking news alert for you. The Broncos are in that same class. They are not a good team.
0: I don't know if you heard, but I picked the Broncos to win the AFC West. They're a good football team.
2: Yeah, they're not a good football team. Now the schedule, the schedule for the Bills, let's, let's be clear. Bills, I don't think are a great team either as much as I love the Bills, but that schedule is going to get rough after this week. It's at Dallas, home against Baltimore, at New England, at, you know, some pith, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, it's, 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 it's going to get pretty bad. So, I mean, relish this win if we could, when we come out and get this win, cause, uh, we might still be missing the playoffs by the time we get to the end of the season.
0: Mm. Um,
2: all right this is our last game yes it
0: is Ravens at Rams Ravens minus three by the way I almost took the Broncos I like the Broncos plus four but not as a best bet I don't want to go head-to-head with you that much Ravens at Rams Ravens minus three over under 46 and a half I almost went head-to-head with you on the best bet here too but I'm not going head-to-head against Lamar Jackson who's the current MVP I do think that I was surprised that you at Ravens here as good as they are though because
2: there's a three-point shift in the look-ahead line right Yeah, and playing those look ahead lines hasn't gotten me anywhere over the last month, so, you know, maybe it's time for a change of strategy. Super public play, everyone's on the Ravens. Uh, but I'm gonna back him too. Best bet for the Ravens too. Baltimore's defense has been transformed with Marcus Peters. That's why they've covered four straight, not just the Lamar Jackson. That defense is playing out of their mind. It might be the best defense in the league at this point, considering the Patriots have had, you know, that shaky game against Baltimore. Um, Peters should provide good intel on how to exploit the Rams defense. I think Weddle came out and said he's not gonna go the other way and do that. He's not gonna divulge state secrets to the, to Wade Phillips. They can just watch the tape. I don't think Marcus Peters is gonna have any scruples. I think he's gonna be telling them exactly how to defend. <laughs> (laughs) This team. Uh, Rams offense has sputtered against good defenses.
0: He goes walking. He's like, "Here's everything you need to know about the Rams defense." I'll yeah. be to walk you
4: through.
2: It. He's got a 400 page collated binder, you know, to show them all the things that they need to know. Um, the Rams offense has sputtered against good defenses: San Francisco, Pittsburgh, even Chicago. You know, those are good defenses, and Rams haven't been able to move the ball. Uh, Rams D's been great against the run, but Lamar presents a unique challenge. It's not like any other rush offense, you know, to defend because you got Lamar back there. This line looked crazy earlier in the season. I think right now it's actually light with how Baltimore's playing. I probably make it at least minus four minus four and a half so even though the public's on the Ravens even though the look ahead line has shifted I think we're still getting a little bit of value on minus three that's why Ravens is a best bet for me all right I would take the Rams I think something funky is going to happen in that game
0: I don't really know why I just had the Rams defense is very good Wade Phillips is going to cook up something to take care of uh, Lamar Jackson the Ravens are riding a little too high everyone and their brother is going to be on the Ravens in this game. Home game, Monday night. I don't know. Something Something ain't stirring
2: the Kool-Aid, in the words of uh, the esteemed philosopher. I'm not as worried about Wade Phillips because Bill Belichick wasn't able to cook up anything for Lamar. So, I mean, how, how is Wade Phillips going to be any different with not quite as good a defense? Uh, Aaron Donald is better at
0: the run, stopping the run.
2: Yeah, Aaron Donald ain't catching Lamar Jackson. Aaron Donald's a great player. He ain't chasing Lamar Jackson down. You might chase him out of the pocket, right into the waiting arms of Clay Matthews. And that's the one place you uh you definitely want to get Lamar is outside the pocket. That's how you beat the Ravens. That's right. Um, hey, look, I don't like
0: it. I'm not it's not it's not the best bet. You know what are some best bets? Here's Pete Prisco's best bets. He's got the Jets plus three, the New York AFC football jets, the Eagles minus two against Seattle, the Seattle Philly over Green Bay plus three and a half. At San Francisco, the Jacksonville, Tennessee Titans under 41 and Detroit minus three and a half at Washington. I actually kind of like that list for him. RJ, break down your best bets for us.
2: Yeah, I'm opposite Pete a little bit. I got Buffalo minus four against Denver, uh, Cincy plus six and a half against Pittsburgh and the under 39 in that game. Probably my two best bets of the week in that, that single game. Washington plus three and a half versus Detroit because Pete is wrong there. Uh, New England minus six and a half against the Cowboys. I think that Bill Belichick's going to outcoach Jason Garrett. Not a, not a groundbreaking statement and Baltimore minus three at the Rams. I'll be on the public with that one. That line's going to go up by Monday as people bet, you know, all over that. So get it at minus three now.
0: All right, and my best bets, I've got Miami-Cleveland over 44.5, P.U., Pittsburgh-Cincy under 39, Tampa Bay-Atlanta over 51, Seahawks plus two at Philly, the Jets plus three against Oakland, San Francisco minus three and a half. I wish it was three. I'd buy it to three if I were you versus Green Bay, but I think they'd cover either way. And the Green Bay-San Francisco 49ers over. Go ahead and parlay that over with the 49ers money line and raking your cash our parlay the big six podcast parlay which is now a robust 0 and 11 on the season i think we're down like 3.5 units or something like that it would not be 0 and 12 don't you dare ask me that uh oh it's 0 and 12 technically since we had two parlays last week god dang it money line parlay um so yeah i guess we're and 12 technically jets plus three Titans minus three, Steelers, Bengals under 39. That's a blue-collar parlay to take care of business this week, RJ. Rust belt, blue-collar, hand-in-the-dirt parlay that knows how to get things
2: done. It's going to win, right? So if you want to fade us, your parlay is Jacksonville plus three. Probably just take the money line because I'm sure they'll win outright and they'll be 38 to seven the way we're going. Um, go ahead and take the over in Pittsburgh and, uh, the, the Raiders are storm all over the Jets and all those Raiders fans can shove it in your face.
0: Oh boy. We never go 0 3. That's the problem. You need to go. We always, well, sometimes we do. We won't this week. One, time. Winning, one time we did. One time we did. So winning parlay this week. All right. Make sure, to uh, check out sportsline.com to get RJ's picks. Sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white. You get your first month for a dollar. Watch CBS Sports HQ where you'll get all of our picks. We have Sportsline coming up um, every night at 6 o'clock. They give out great expert advice on what to bet on. Um, subscribe, rate, and review.
3: RJ, tell you next week, buddy. Yep. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or